talking about something that affects so many people, but that nobody wants to talk about. Pornography. Speaking to individuals trying to stop looking at porn, and to spouses looking for support. This is Danny and Lindsay Pullman, a married couple who have been through this together. We're sharing a mix of our personal experiences, our experience as certified life coaches, and other empowering ideas. We hope this can help you on your journey. Enjoy! Hello everyone! What's up guys? So excited to be here today. Today we're talking about needing an excuse or quote-unquote socially acceptable reason to struggle. Oh. Right? So many of us don't, we totally discount our pain because we're like, oh, but I have this house and I have this and I have this and I have this. I shouldn't be sad. I shouldn't be this. Oh, you guys, I hear this so much. Me too. From friends, from clients. Um, All the things. From my own brain. But I'm so blessed. (laughs) You know, I have this. I have this. I shouldn't be sad. We're going to dig into this today, my friends. And I think you're going to like what you hear. Yeah, we are. So Danny's going to use some porn-specific examples, but this can apply to anything that you are struggling with. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it could be porn. could be anything. Any struggle. Okay? And then what a lot of us do is we have the thought... I have no right to be depressed or struggle with porn when I've been given so much, right? Like Lindsay said, okay? And then what this does is it makes us feel discounted or overlooked, disregarded, neglected, forgotten, right? Like, does this sound familiar to any of you? And then what we do is we struggle alone, okay? We avoid thinking about the struggle Because if we think about it, then we start feeling these ways, right? And then we don't even address the struggle because we don't think it should be there in the first place. Mm -hmm. And then you don't end up making any headway on your problem, right? You don't ask for help. You don't express yourself to others because you don't think it's uh, warranted. Yeah. Um, You don't invite solutions and support into your struggle that would actually help you, right? And so then we end up just kind of perpetually struggling and doing it alone yeah i think i see with a lot of women that phrase like shove it under the rug i think that happens with a lot of women and we try to distract ourselves with other things whether it's housework or you know even like service like you know forget yourself and serve others like sometimes that's amazing and sometimes it's so great that service is available to us but also paying attention to yourself might be the way you can do sustainable service for yourself, your family, and other people in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here's another one. It's kind of similar, but I feel like it's different enough it's worth mentioning, okay? So thinking about our struggle again, whatever it is, and we tell ourselves, isn't isn't more required of me because of all of my blessings, right? And so then we start feeling insufficient or deficient, inadequate, unworthy, defective, like maybe just something is broken in us, or inferior in some way, right? And um, and then this is one of those ones where we think because we've been given so much that more is required and we're not doing that, so and we shouldn't have a problem because we've been given so much. So then we hustle, right? We hustle without taking care of ourselves. We end up chasing that worthiness and enoughness 
we do sort of that pattern of hustle, 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 crash, hustle, 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 <laughs> crash, right? Does that sound familiar to anybody? It's kind of like a roller coaster. And the, the efforts seem insustainable, right? We don't end up following through in the long run the way that we really want to. We find ourselves worrying about when that next crash is going to be. And again, we don't end up addressing the problem, right? We don't ask for the help and support that really could get us there. And, um, and so the result of this type of thinking is that we actually achieve less than we could if we just let ourselves struggle and work through it. Wait, what? Right? So like the idea is I need to achieve more because I've been given so much. But this idea actually leads to achieving less than you could if you allowed the struggle and worked through it. Okay. Right? I love that. I feel like we could say that a million times too because it's so, like you can't say that enough. Like what if you can get more done by accepting yourself right where you're at? Yeah. And I think it could be really helpful for you if it's like it's not enough, it's not enough, I want to do more, I want to do more. Let's just get clear for a minute on what enough or more is. Yeah, Right? Because if if you have really vague aspirations – then it might be a forever hustle. Like, and it's, you know, you might just be like running circles in some forest because you don't even know what you're actually aiming for. In a forest. <laughs> Why a forest? I don't know. It just came to my brain. I kind of like that imagery. I've been in, just, like, you don't even know what you're looking for. But, you know, but then you like, maybe you find little things to do that help you feel productive, but you're not, you might not be moving towards whatever ultimate goal you want yeah. more. Like that Hobbit movie where they, they're in a cursed forest and they get confused and just walk circles over and over, right? Sure. I haven't, I haven't about? seen that movie, but sure. <laughs> I think you were thinking of the Hobbit movie, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Okay, so why do we do this? There is, uh, I think there are some really good reasons. Like We're kind of taught this. We learn it. We reinforce it with each other. Um, there is a scripture, right, in the Doctrine and Covenants in the Mormon Church that says where much is given, much is required. Okay? Remember Spider-Man? When Uncle Ben says to Toby, what's the... (laughs) Peter Parker? (laughs) Toby's the actor. He says, with great power comes great responsibility. Right? And if Uncle Ben says it, then it's gotta be true. (laughs) Uh, Again, I don't know who um, Uncle Ben is, so... That's Peter Parker's uncle. Don't you watch Spider-Man? Man, you got to catch up on The Hobbit and Spider-Man, Lindsay. Yeah. Okay, so, um, but we're, these messages are reinforced, right? And I think the intention behind it is to motivate ourselves to do more, to be more, to be grateful, and recognize the blessings we do have, right? Like, it sounds nice. Right. Um, I think it's a, a nice idea, a nice sentiment. It sounds pretty, I right? Think, yeah, I think it sounds really pretty. And here's the thing is like that stuff can also come when we're taking care of ourselves, right? So like if we have this, like for me, if I'm walking through life thinking like, well, I've been given a lot, so a lot's required of me. Like it feels like this manual for myself and like how I should behave. And so I feel like I'd be showing up in this like hustle, fear-based energy when like what if I could like drop into my struggle accept myself where I'm at, guess what? I'm probably going to want to do those same things too, but it might come from a more sustainable, organic place. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to like check in on this, Mm -hmm. right? And make sure the way we are framing it is a way that actually serves the intended purpose, right? Mm -hmm. 
like like I have nothing against expecting a lot of myself, right? And being grateful for blessings. Um, I like those ideas. Um, but if we do frame it in a certain way, then it can hold us back from the learning, the progressing that we could be doing, right? Because if it's not okay to struggle, then we just miss out on the opportunity of approaching and learning from that struggle. Yeah, and like what if it's like good for our kids to see us struggle, you know? Yeah. Like what if it's good for our kids to see like the humanness in us, the fact that things are hard for adults too. Because I, you guys, I seriously grew up thinking that like everyone over the age of 30 had it all together. <laughs> I really did. And then I, you know, in my mid to late 20s, I was like, wait a minute, like something's <laughs> off here. Maybe my early 20s. They're just kids pretending to be adults. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm grateful that I like, that my kids can see me as a human too, that's figuring stuff out, you know, and that still struggles. And I could just be really real with them too when I'm in pain. Yeah. And I want them to know that so that they can feel their pain too when they have it. Yeah, my mom always says that we grew up together. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Kind of makes me laugh. All right, so also, why else do we do this? Okay, when it's something like porn especially, but it could be any struggle again. With porn, a lot of us have been taught that it's bad or evil or destroys families or, you know, then there can be this tremendous amount of guilt or shame that comes if we own it as having been our choice okay like this is this is something that i go through with almost every client that i have whether it's porn or not like Mm -hmm. even if it's not porn we're talking about like when we go back to our past decisions that we have some regret over and we start like fully owning that it was always in our control and Mm -hmm. always our choice um a lot of us don't want to do that right because when you start doing that oftentimes the, the the way that we think about it brings up a lot of this guilt and mm-hmm. shame like if i owned it then that means i chose these terrible bad things right and we don't want to feel that so so it can seem kind of uh, relieving i think to not want to own that all uh-huh and um you know like for me part of me was kind of glad that i like had all this ptsd can't come up from childhood sexual abuse stuff and memories that came back to me and part of me was kind of glad that i like had that almost as an excuse for having looked at porn right but when i got to a point where i was healing working through that more it's like okay what's my excuse now and (laughs) (laughs) um and anyway but But there was part of me that kind of it was like nicer to sort of blame someone else or like the situation the the circumstances or for others it's a spouse or an enemy a job situation a sibling money situation whatever it is right it's sometimes it's it feels kind of nice to like have that excuse i think but Uh it's also very disempowering and i think you can approach i mean you can approach something with understanding right like yeah like that neighbor introduced me to porn like it can be helpful to have understanding right but Mm -hmm. i think there's a way to like approach past events with understanding and not you know blame your full-grown adult self and all the things for that one moment you know and so yeah. yeah and like you know the thing about owning it is owning it gives you power right like if it was always our choice then it always is our choice now and it always will be our choice in the future yeah right so that's like 
part of how you do claim your power. But, like Lindsay is saying, like, what if we can learn to own this in a way that doesn't drag us down to the depths of despair, but more like with curiosity and learning mm-hmm. and accepting that mistakes and failures are a, a crucial part of the learning. Yeah, yeah. So I would say, like, for my women, a lot of times, like, we don't want to own our pain. It's like he's the one doing the thing, right? The last thing we want to do is own that, like, our pain came from our thinking, right? Like, that's the last thing we want to do. And there's so many different reasons which we can get into. I think it actually might be an upcoming podcast that we've been planning. But but basically, like, when you can own your emotion around something, like, the ball really is your in your court to, like Danny said, like, look at it with curiosity and openness. Like, why does it feel this way? Why does it feel like he's the cause of all the things and it's really normal because we've a lot of us have been like you know socially conditioned to believe that like those things cause pain right and so I think it can be really impactful to just open up your mind to the idea that maybe some of this pain is coming from how you're thinking about something because then when you're ready you can process that and you can move on so for me personally I felt really abandoned in our marriage, like super abandoned, totally married, totally married, you guys, (laughs) but I felt so abandoned and alone. And I still remember doing that work on myself um, to like really help with my own abandonment stuff that I was feeling. And it was really hard and it sucked in a way to like own it, but it was so empowering and liberating at the same time. Like when the the first person told you that that might be a choice whether to continue thinking and feeling that pain Mm -hmm. like how did you react or like hear that (laughs) yeah you know the first time actually the first time I've heard that was probably from a podcast so it was good because it gave me some time to like chew on it yeah and so for you you know if the first time you heard us say that you're like what no just maybe open up yourself like one percent like what if that's one percent true yeah you know um, but giving myself time to like chew on it, like that time and space and compassion was really helpful. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So basically like, what if, even if you don't have anything that resembles an excuse, it's okay that porn was a choice and it's okay that you struggle, right? doesn't mean that we're condoning keeping it a part of our life, but what if it's okay that it is it was a part of our life, and we can still learn and progress from where we're at. I think, right? yeah, that's. A, I mean, what if it, you have a human brain? Yeah. <laughs> and also, like what you were saying with trauma, like a lot of us, I have clients who are like, I just don't have like trauma, right? Like my family was this. I had these great siblings. Everyone's so good. I don't really have anything that any big events, but. You know, a trauma therapist that I really admire, I mean, she says that, like, we can carry trauma from things as simple as not making a school team. It can be that simple because we can compound our trauma with our thinking, right? Like, our brains are so powerful. So maybe, yeah, like, you didn't make a team or something in junior high or high school. Like, that doesn't seem like much, but if you are thinking about it and making it mean lots of things about you and like your unworthiness or how much you suck, like if you carry those thought patterns on for years and years and years, like that could be something that. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause it's not like the, 
the circumstance as much as it is the thinking that creates the trauma, right? Like, that's why there can be two soldiers, even, that go through a very similar experience mm-hmm. on the battlefield, and one comes out of it traumatized and the other not, right? right. Because uh, for just however that the one guy's brain did react to it, it created this traumatic situation, and for the other guy, yeah, for whatever reason. Right? So yeah, it's, and it's it doesn't not mean, a circumstance necessarily. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that if you're carrying trauma, like you did something wrong or you didn't think about something. Right, right. Because sometimes, like, I mean, I think there's a lot of data to show, like, heart rate and, like, there's so many different things that can go into it. And so it can be really complex. But also, I think our thinking can layer on top of it, right? We can compound, neutralize, or minimize it. Right, yeah. I like how you said that. Um, yeah, and, like, why... Is it okay to struggle, even if you don't have something that you think is a good excuse, right? Because, like we were just talking about, emotions do not come from circumstances, right? Wait, what? They come from our thoughts. And remember, we're all meant to have a 50-50 experience. They come from our thoughts about circumstances or new information that comes into our lives. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, if you make a bunch of money if you think that's gonna like make you just feel better all the time it's not okay money does not remove the 50 50 human experience 50 percent positive 50 percent negative 50 percent pleasant more comfortable 50 percent uncomfortable less pleasant right yeah and i mean with that too like if you tell yourself you will then maybe when you do make that money you might get like initial like ease because but that's because you're telling yourself that things are better it's not yeah. because things are actually better right well getting into a house doesn't remove the 50 50 finishing school doesn't remove the 50 50 removing porn from your life does not remove the 50 50 okay like that's something very apparent with guys when they start working with me it's like oh i removed the porn and i feel just as crappy and maybe even a little more crap because I'm not using porn to numb out from it now. And then, we, But then you get to work through that. So what's the point then? If someone were to come to you and they're like, wait, what? I thought I was going to be happier. And then you tell them that, drop that bomb. Right. In the first or second session. What's the point then? Yeah, and it's not that you can't be happier. That's not the point here. But it is going to be some flavor of 50-50 at every point along the way, right? But when you remove the porn and you're able to examine all the thoughts creating those flavors, then you can choose, like, be more intentional with what you want those flavors to be, right, as you practice and create the future that you want for you. Yeah, and I, I mean, maybe something to think about, too, is, like, different problems. You're gonna, ha- you're just gonna have different problems, and maybe that's more fun, a more fun way to, like, live life than having the same problem over and over and over again right like with an entrepreneur like maybe a lot of people enjoy that because they're having as they're growing and scaling they're having different problems but it doesn't mean that there aren't problems once you get to a certain point they're just different and to me that sounds like a more enriched experience right yeah yeah i mean when you start embracing it instead of thinking it shouldn't be that way then all sorts of power and opportunities open up to you right so well and if you're looking at porn and that's a way you've been like coping and maybe not like so that's the way you've been coping and then you remove that from your life maybe in the beginning like do you notice in the beginning they start noticing other stuff 
Like, does other stuff start coming up for them? Oh, yeah. And so maybe that's, like, a good thing, too, because they can work through those other things that might, yeah, just continue to have an amazing impact on their lives. Absolutely. It can be so many things. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, in a way, our point is, regardless of the circumstances of your life, your situation, every human... What if every human has an equal opportunity to struggle in their own ways, right? Just because every human has a human brain, okay? And what if it's meant to be that way, right? Like, so, like, even if you have a million dollars, healthy kids, wonderful spouse, the gospel in your life, no major trauma events in your past, right? Always lived in a nice, safe neighborhood, have great friends, visit a masseuse every day, have servants waiting on you, it's still okay to struggle, yeah like what if it's still okay to struggle as a human no matter how much whatever blessings you think you have yeah you know i mean i might be taking this quote out of context but if you find yourself doing this and like oh but i shouldn't be sad i shouldn't be oh but he's suffering so much more like comparing suffering and struggling in the words of dieter Uchtdorf, stop it (laughs) (laughs) just stop it like your pain is your pain and it's real to you. You don't need to discount it. You don't need to compare it. There's no class system of pain, okay? So, you know, allow yourself to embrace your personal struggle without judgment. And, you know, when you're ready, like, do something about it and learn from it and see where you can get more help. Yeah, yeah. You have every right to struggle with porn or to struggle with anything. Anything. No matter how much you've been given or you've been blessed with, okay? That's like why we're here, you guys. It is okay to struggle, even if you have the most blessings of anyone. Like, what if you're the one on the planet that got the most blessings, right? Even you, (laughs) even for you, it's okay to struggle, okay? When we And that's so subjective anyway. Sure, right. And so when we... uh, when we embrace this idea, like just look at what might happen, right? It can create more feelings of acceptance or validation, like you're being seen, remembered, right? Like you're important. And then when you're in this mode in your mind, feeling these ways, then you're going to more naturally approach the problem and address the problem. And that's going to help you to find solutions and use your creativity to problem solve, right? You're going to be more open to express yourself, to ask for that help that really could be a game changer for you if you ask for it. And so just look at the difference of how these approaches affect your brain. We can't tell you what's right for you, but we invite you to explore it. And then the question is, a few questions for you. How can we make it okay for ourselves to struggle and how can we make it okay for others to struggle right sometimes i think we do this to each other too like he shouldn't be struggling with that or she shouldn't be struggling with that because look at this or that or like there's no explanation or what we want an explanation Mm -hmm. right but how can we make it okay for those around us to struggle too in a way that actually empowers us to address things that we want to address and in a way that fosters openness mm-hmm. and moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. You are worth it just on your own. Like a lot of times too, it's like, this will help your family and all those things. Yeah. Like it probably will. Like that's like a ripple effect, but you just figuring out your struggle and allowing yourself to struggle. Like you are worth it. 
Yeah, you are. <laughs> okay. Have a wonderful day, you guys. I'm glad you joined us. See you later. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to get unstuck, move forward, or just feel better about your life and marriage, please reach out to us, whether it's for both of you or just yourself. You'd be surprised how much progress can be made in your marriage even if one of you works on the relationship. Don't wait for someone else to make things better for you. For more information or to find out what it would be like to have a coach, visit our websites, lindsaypullman.com and dannypullman.com. Make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. For freebies or other guides mentioned, check out the show notes. And to our current clients, we love you, and thank you for letting us be a part of your hero's journey.